Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. podcast with me Carly. Hope you are all well witches. Coming to you on a very rainy windy day with a cup of tea in the week that I discovered the amazing film and book of Little Women. I've clearly been under a rock. It has just never come up on my radar and I'm absolutely besotted. I'm so in love and Joe March is now my new spirit animal. But we're not here to talk about that today because we are here for the witching. And today we have a interview with the wonderful Shannon Pearl talking all about her very witchy EP caves, how she came to the craft. We'll also be looking at music magic. So how to integrate music within to your own craft or into rather But without further ado, we have our book review and we have a very witchy one today. Our book is Wellness Magic, a modern day spiritual guide for creating a solid foundation to your everyday well-being, written by Sophie L. Robinson. I feel like this is a show today that consists of my friends because today's book was written by my fabulous fellow witch, Sophie, who is with the same publishers as me. And of course, we have Shannon on, my other wonderful friend. Sophie is such a beautiful soul. She oozes calm. I don't think that's the right word to use. She's very calm and she has a wonderful sense of humour. So Sophie has worked within mental health for the last nine years and is a qualified counsellor. So this book combines the craft with psychotherapy to help enhance your personal growth, improve your mental health and to support your general well-being. It focuses on the five elements and each section of the book contains spells, rituals, tarot card spreads, journal prompts and a wealth of wonderful mental health support delivered in the witchiest of ways. I adore the quotes placed throughout the book that ranged from Albus Dumbledore to Wiz Khalifa. The beginning of the book has a strong outlay of witchcraft basics. That's a small segment of the book because the absolute wonder of this book are the sections on sleep, maintaining healthy boundaries, processing emotions, how to make self-love poppets, I absolutely love that section, tea magic, healing spells, processing thoughts, building self-esteem, lucid dreaming, working with archetypes and shadow work. So I love this book alone for the journaling and the tarot card pulls, but there is so much nourishment in this book. You could literally work through this book for an entire season and still come back to it at different stages of your life. And this book to me feels as though Sophie is your own personal counsellor prescribing you specific rituals, spell work, journal points, tarot pools and tasks to set you on the road to happiness and well-being. So we read this book for our literary witches coven and it was massively enjoyed as a collective. Many felt this is a strong book within the field of mental health, let alone witchcraft. I'm just going to read you a little section of this book to give you an example of Sophie's writing style. I think it might be something we could all do with hearing and gives you insight into how encouraging Sophie is. Ultimately, it matters not what happened yesterday or happens tomorrow. What matters most always is what happens in the present. Now, magic is in the moment. Magic is now. It is here and now. Use it to the best of your abilities at this moment. Learn the lessons as they come up 
and strive to do better next time. Your best self is magnificent and today you are already the best version of you that you have ever been. No version of you knows what you know today. Keep riding that forward momentum and take the pressure off yourself to be the best right now or know all of the things right now. Pressure is downwards and is ultimately slowing, but little steps are forward momentum. One thing at a time keeps the flow. Continue following your joy with a light heart and you won't go far wrong. Oh, I'm getting a bit emotional. <laughs> so I absolutely love this book. And although Sophie is my friend, although we're on the same publishers, I will only ever bring a book onto the show that I feel you should genuinely buy. And I cannot recommend this enough. Even if you just wanted it for the mental health side, let alone the witchcraft. I'm so proud of you, Sophie. Well done. It is an amazing, wonderful book. Join me after the break when we talk to Shannon Pearl. absolutely beautiful music when I first heard that something tugged at my soul so magical and enchanting and that is of course the voice of my dear friend Shannon Pearl who was good enough to come onto the show and have a chat with me all about her new EP Caves before we get into the interview I just wanted to explain what particularly enchanted me about Shannon's music The irony is Shannon's music actually is music you could have heard 300 years ago as a witch. I know I always hark back to that. I guess that could have been my last past life. Shannon's EP Caves is a wonderful look at history and each song has a tale to tell. Something I love about old songs is they were often used to tell stories or to provide warnings. The song you've just heard is The Parting Glass, a Scottish traditional song often sung at the end of a gathering of friends. It was said to be the most popular parting song sung in Scotland before Robert Burns wrote Old Lang Syme. It has also been sung in Ireland. It has enjoyed considerable popularity to this day. So in this version, you can hear long reverb heard echoing between the walls of Cathedral Cave, a disused quarry in Cumbria. This is where it was recorded. And the haunting effect this reverb has certainly lends itself well to the spiritual message of the song. 
Another song Shannon has recreated is House Carpenter or The Demon Lover, a popular Scottish ballad dating to around 1685 and was among the songs collected and documented by Samuel Pepys. And I'll play that before the last segment of today's show. It tells the tale of a woman who had loved a sailor but wound up marrying a carpenter, later to be approached by either the former lover or the devil in the form of that former lover. In either case, he woos her away with a promise of a higher standard of living. She leaves even her infant children behind, but the story turns sour and our fair lady finds herself facing death and thence hell at the end of the full length tale. This traditional song would have been sung as part of evening entertainment or to pass the working day away in the mines. Shannon's version was recorded in Honister Slate Mine at Cumbria and it's amplified using only natural reverb, but you will, of course, hear it at the end of her interview before the third segment. Without further ado, here is my interview with the wonderfully witchy and talented Shannon Pearl. Welcome back. So you may have noticed that piece of music between our book review and this segment isn't our normal theme tune. The song that you have just heard is The Parting Glass, sung by Shannon Pearl, who is joining me right now. So Shannon is a wonderful out-of-this-world singer, and I think I can say this. She sings songs that you actually could have heard as a witch 300 years ago, so I'm totally here for that. She sings a lot of traditional songs from our native lands, which she will tell you all about in a moment. Hello, Shannon. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so, Shannon, I know you're an amazing singer. And Aww, am I you. right? <laughs> I absolutely love, love, love your voice. Um, am I right in saying you fully class yourself as a witch? Yes. So you would be right in saying that. More of an eclectic witch because I take things from what I like around the world and then just use them in my own practice. But yeah, yeah, I am a witch. Brilliant, brilliant. So just to kick things off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I am 28. I live in Sunderland, but I'm based all over because I travel a lot um, around our fair isle. And I'm a musician primarily, and I've been writing music for nearly 10 years now. But I feel as an artist, I've only just got to create what is innately in us. I'm really on a vibe right now, which is weird because it ties in with why we met and everything. So I'm really excited to tell you more about that. Um, yeah, that's me. Absolutely. So I've got a bit of a funny story to tell. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shannon and I had followed each other for a little while on Instagram, and you know we had been in touch, hadn't we? Like with a brief yeah. sort of hello sort of interaction. Yeah. Oh my goodness, just like dying at this story. So well, anyway, on the twentieth of December, so December just gone, uh, just before Nat and I were due to launch the High Priestess Temple at the Winter Solstice. <laughs> For some reason, my phone managed to send Shannon a huge waving cat emoji. Like, I'm talking a huge cat. I'll have to post it somewhere on my socials after this episode for a laugh. And I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't spoken to Shannon for months and months and months. And she really wasn't in, like, you weren't in my feeds or my stories or anything. So it's weird that it, it is weird. <laughs> And so did my phone, like, do it in my pocket or something. So I'd gone into my messages just catching up with people and saw Shannon was in there. And I remember thinking, oh, I didn't see that message. (laughs) And so I opened it thinking, why has she just sent me a huge waving cat picture? So, like, I just remember hearting it, just being really polite and saying something like, oh, still loving you. I wondered why you hearted your own message. I was like, what is she doing? (laughs) I was out at the time and my phone buzzed. You know, I think that was like the last day before one of the lockdowns. And I was out oh, yeah. having a load of shopping while I could. And my phone Maybe buzzed. the toilet rolls. <laughs> yeah, I just thought, oh, I'll message her later. I have no idea why she sent us a giant cat. And it was just really funny how it came about. 
But the irony is, as I read your message, I remember thinking, well, that's a weird thing to send. And I realised that it was actually me that sent it. And then it's even gone on to like heart my own waving cat picture that I'd sent you. And then even witter on about your photos. So, yeah. So I was just had to message you back and say like, you must have become so strange. But it turns out really well, didn't it? Because after we fell about laughing about it. I noticed on your page you were launching the your EP, so the Caves EP, and that was, of course, like on the winter solstice, the same day Nat and I were launching the High Priestess Temple, and our first journey in there was, of course, the Cave of Transformation. So it was all like synchronistic. <laughs> so if it wasn't for the waving cat emoji, I don't think we'd possibly hear like be here, Shannon. The universe clearly wanted us to get talking. Yeah, it was definitely divine speed. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah so thank you huge waving cat emoji <laughs> and of course since then you've kindly let us use your some of your music for your um from your beautiful caves ep on our high priestess temple first journey which we are eternally grateful for which but, was really good by the way i really enjoyed it oh thank you yeah we're so excited to release it and the music that you had are just so atmospheric honestly it just completely I can't see that video now without you know having that music in there I just think it looks yeah absolutely absolutely so I'm I'm so keen to know myself as well so what's the story with the Caves EP like what inspired you to record the songs that you have and how did you come about recording within a cave um it's years in the making but also happened in two seconds it was it's so strange so I've always been interested in folk music particularly traditional folk music from uh, Britain and Scotland and England in particular um and I'm I was always out and about in the Lake District um I'm quite outdoorsy so I do rock climbing and I do surfing and hiking and all of that so I think my inspiration from nature must have just gave us this little vibe that I was on. And I thought, oh, my God, why don't I sing in these caves? Because the first thing you do when you go in a cave with really good reverb is just like scream or shout or something. But with me, I always just sang a, a folk song that I knew. And I thought, this sounds really good. I'm going, I might record it. So I did a daft recording on my phone, like just a, a video. And then I put it up on Facebook and it got so many views, like, over 2,000 views or something and loads of comments and everyone was like oh my god and I was like this is a thing I might like do it more and do it properly so the next thing you know I'm doing a tour of caves in the UK with John (laughs) and uh and we've recorded remotely obviously we can't have electricity in caves so we had to do it like with little battery powered recorders and things which was an adventure in itself and then we had to get there um, when there wouldn't be many people there to make much noise. So we had to go into caves in the dark, which was another spooky experience. So yeah, it was just an adventure when it sort of snowballed into becoming an EP. I didn't even think, right, I'm going to make an EP. It just sort of turned into that naturally. And I think that's why I love it so much. And that's why it's resounding with people because if something's meant to be, it's meant to be in my eyes. And I think that's what this EP was. I love that. And I'm not wrong in saying, really, am I, that some of the songs, like, could have been around 300 years ago. You know, they, they are really yeah. old, aren't they, some of them? Yeah, like, I think they... one was 1642 or something like that. I don't know if I've yeah. got that. Remember uh-huh. that correctly? Yeah, most yeah. Of them, most of them are around that era. And um, if you think about when the songs were actually written and how they would have actually been performed back then, it would have been really in natural environments. It would have been outside around campfires or in the workplace, which is, like, down the mine and things like that so it would the natural environment for these songs are usually caves and like uh, places where people would take shelter yeah. so it's just it all came out really naturally and I didn't actually think about the backstories to the songs until after I'd sung them in the caves as well so yeah and the more I researched into it the more it all linked up and I was like whoa this is a wave <laughs> And the stories are unreal anyway. So I think my favourite that is quite scary is the house carpenter, so- the, the story behind that song. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the old traditional folk songs, especially um, from Scotland, actually, a lot of them have the same theme, but it's 
it's the same story but a uh, different sentence sort of thing so there's usually uh, like a king and queen or like nobility couple and the lady always like falls in love with some ne'er-do-well rogue and runs away with them <laughs> and it's about like the king or the the husband going to find that and she doesn't want to come back to royalty she wants to frolic in the hills which is quite <laughs> fitting because yeah we all we all want to frolic in the hills <laughs> these days <laughs> so that sort of that story has just been repeated over the years in a lot of different ways and so I thought why not bring it back to the heart of the landscape where it was written and do it a bit of justice hopefully and I think I have I'm really proud oh, of it oh you so have honestly just unreal unreal Thank absolutely you. unreal yeah I, although that's my favorite tale within the songs I still love the passing glass, obviously, the salt. I think that's my favourite. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I love the coning you did as well. So, like, the Swedish singing is uh-huh. wonderful. So, the thing with that is, I know it's a bit, you might think it's random, like, why is she singing Swedish things as well? Like, when nowhere near Sweden. Um, but I did Ancestry DNA, sorry, a couple of years ago. My nana bought it for Christmas. And I found out I was 6% Swedish. And since then, I've been like, what the hell? I didn't, I would never have thought that in my life. So I've been like tracing my roots back further and further. And I actually have living relatives in Sweden now, which is mad. Um, wow. So I thought I'm 54% Scottish um, and the rest is English. And then the 6% Swedish. So I thought, why not? with this EP, do a song from each place. And then hopefully yes. when all of this pandemic's over, I'm going to visit each country and find caves in each country and like carry on the EP as well. So it's like an ongoing thing to do with my ancestral roots and the ancestral roots of the songs themselves as well. Amazing. I'd love to see that. And actually people can, at the end, I'll obviously ask if, you know, you can give us all your socials. I'll put some links into the show notes, but you've also got a video on YouTube. I keep saying video like I'm in 1990. You've got a little, (laughs) (laughs) and you've got a little clip, like a little, um, like YouTube video, haven't you, of you actually singing in the caves and you did it in some mines as well. I did, yeah. So we made a little behind-the-scenes video. I didn't, it's another one of them things where I didn't realise it was going to be a behind-the-scenes video until I got home and I was like, I might as well put all these little clips that I've took together. Um, so it's not the best quality, but it does show you the essence of um, how it all played out and how we, we did it. Um, there's little other songs that you don't hear on the EP on YouTube as well. So, um, yeah, you can go and have a look at that. I love but, that. Yeah, it's good. It's really good to see you doing it like there and and you yeah. the bit I love you waiting for everyone to go and you know trying to like do it as much like <laughs> it took absolutely ages. I was there for three hours. So there's this cave called C- Cathedral Cave, and it's basically a disused um quarry, that one. And the cave itself, the main one, is absolutely a huge cavern. Like I can't describe it. it's the biggest cave I've been in. And the reverb is like seven seconds long with a little bit of its own delay as well. And you just don't get that anywhere. You have to normally program that on your songs. But because it was here, I was like, right, I'm going to make use of this. So we waited and waited. And there's like a long tunnel where you go into it and you can just see like the dot of light at the end when it starts coming in dark. So I was like sitting there waiting for everyone to leave. Because if you even move a tiny bit, the echo was so loud and it would have just ruined it. Um. So anyway, I was standing singing this song and as I was singing and trying to carry on without fault, I saw like a man who shouldn't have been there in the dark walking down this tunnel, just like the figure of a man. Oh my God, who is this dude? And uh, I was like trying to alert John, who was like in the other corner of the cave, but I couldn't without like ruining the song. So I just carried on. And then it was this sort of chav dude with... (laughs) With like a, a really big furry hat on, a plastic bag full of like Foster's cans. And I was like, what is happening? This is the Lake District. There's not meant to be like nutters sleeping in caves, but it was like, whoa, yeah. And there was a Geordie as well, out of the blue. It was like, whoa, yeah. Is that you singing or is it a record? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm just trying to like record an EP. Can you, can you be quiet? <laughs> like, can you not? 
Yeah, he was like, oh, I'm really sorry. We thought it was an angel and stuff. So he, <laughs> they were having a rave in a different cave somewhere else. Heard me singing, obviously, this really creepy old song. Didn't know what it was. And came in just with the video cameras, trying to find where the song was coming from. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're having a rave in a cave as well, mixed yeah. in with some fosters and perhaps some drugs, um, then who knows? <laughs> and then afterwards, he was like, that's my funeral song, that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> They were really nice, oh, to be fair. They were just it. having a good time. But it was just really scary at first when I just saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so I was going to ask you, you touched on doing your like ancestral tracing. Mm-hmm. So I wondered, like, I wanted to ask you, like, how did you come to the craft? Is there anything ancestral there? Or yes, I mean, just overall, how did you come to the craft? Um, It's a weird story. So I've got loads of weird stories. Um, basically, <laughs> so I used to work in a pub that was like 100 plus years old um, it's called Duncow in Sunderland and there used to be I don't know if it's still there now I haven't worked there for a few years I don't know if they've done it out but on the top floor there was an apartment that hadn't been touched for literally 100 years so all of the furniture the decor the wallpaper everything was as it was 100 years ago it was like a time capsule so um... I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I didn't realise that was there the whole time I worked there. And it was quite a spooky pub. If you were in the cellar on your own, it was a bit weird. There was a few people had different experiences. And you know when you walk in a place and you can just feel the energy off Yeah. And you just know that you're not on your own. Um, It was one of those. Um, Anyway, while I was working in this pub, it would be quiet on some afternoons. So I decided, just for no reason at all, like, just came out of the blue to try and read tea leaves with me friend on the bar so I read her tea leaves and she was like Shannon that was really weirdly accurate like what did you know how to do that and I was like no I'm just playing about I'm just lying like don't take any notes I was and then the more I did it the more of the regulars the better I got at it the more people were like this is really good like you're good at it keep doing it and then I started getting fivers of people like tips from yeah, yeah. reading everyone's tea leaves so I went home after like a couple of days of doing it, I made about fifty pound in fivers, and I was like, "Man, I've been reading tea leaves in the pub, you know." And she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, just start doing it, and people just start giving us random fivers." And she was like, eh, "That's so weird. Go and tell your nana." Because so me nana Connie, that's my my mum's mum. She's yeah. been a bit witchy, and so have all of our sisters. Our sisters live down south, um, but I've never took much notice of it until I told her that had been reading tea leaves and she was like oh have you and I was like yeah she was like well it's weird because you're not the only one in the family who's done it um and then she got <laughs> to telling me about her mom and uh you know our, our sisters who also sort of practice a bit so I found out this whole other world within my own family of everyone being quite spiritual and wow. it only came to light when it, like when I was quite old actually I think I was about 22 when I when I came to it properly um so yeah, that was the story as how I realised it's a different sort of aspect of my life that I didn't know existed. And since then, I've delved more and more into it. And I think it's less of, I call myself a witch, but it's less of trying to be a witch as everybody sort of expects, you know, like Harry Potter. Yeah. Not like that. <laughs> it's more yeah. like little 
rituals that you do every day to keep yourself sane, to make yourself feel better, to help others around you, sort of, like, everything's a magical experience. Having a shower is a magical experience because you cleanse your aura with the water, do you know what I mean? Going for a walk is, bathing in nature is. And then, yeah, so that's how I look at it. I don't think, right, I'm going to put my pointy hat on today. (laughs) I'm going to fly up even to Romy Brune. It's not like that. (laughs) It's like I light a candle and think about what I'm going to do with my day and make it happen, do you know what I mean? It's more like believing in yourself to have that intention to manifest things for yourself. And I find that's really worked for me over the years anyway. I really was down with that. Completely my form of the craft too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's, aside from tea leaf reading, what other pursuits do you have with the craft? Like, I know you've delved into some of them there, but what would you say you enjoy most? Um, Do you know, I work a lot with the moon. The moon is okay. So... I've got my little full moon calendar and all what's going on. And every time I can harness the energy from the moon, I will. Um, So every full moon, I do rune readings for myself. And it sort of sets us up for the month. I set my intentions, have little fires in the back garden. Um, Before before, um, this whole pandemic, which has ruined my life, I used to have full moon parties all the time. And it invited me, Nana and my aunties and all of the girls around um, and would do this together it used to be a really lovely family affair and everyone would have to like there would be a dress code whatever it might be and would have like all the candles all over the house like we wouldn't have any lights it would just be fairy lights and candles only would all do our intentions would all have a drink and have a laugh and really connect and I think that's what it's about the craft I don't think it's about anything other than connection to other people and the environment and um, so yeah, that that's one of my favorite aspects of it is how it brings people together, and how it, oh. sparks, it sparks interest in other people. So strangers will be like, "What the hell? Why are you a witch?" And then it'll, I'll be the friend afterwards after talking to them for ages. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm in awe of a full moon party. That sounds unreal. Like, I know oh, you'll have really to come to <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. That sounds amazing. I love it. it sounds it's so powerful. Thing. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really I think that's I think everyone's gonna be latching onto that once lockdown. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so uh this is one of the questions I'm really excited to ask you because obviously you are very creative, you're a very creative musician. Mm-hmm. And I'm always interested actually when anyone's like creating or writing where their inspiration comes from. But what are your influences for your music, like be it art, story, other musicians? Yeah, so there's loads. Um and I never know which one it is until I've wrote the song and then think, oh yeah, that kind of I know where that came from. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, usually it's when I've been away on a trip to like the lakes or Scotland or something and I'll come back and I feel really energized after that I don't know why like I feel like I I could run up like 10 mountains and be fine yeah but instead of doing that I just channel it into playing music because you can't do much else in this situation either so um yeah the landscape really gives us this little spark and I always don't know how to sort of make it real so I try my best to either sing it out or play it out on the piano and it ends up a song and I also sort of dabble in drawing I, I do art sometimes uh, so yeah also musically I'm trying to think I've got too many influences I my base roots are in blues and jazz and country music because that's what my mum and dad used to listen to when I was younger so like Don Williams, Billie Holiday uh, Robert Johnson, Eric Clapton, you know, all of them dudes. Um, yeah, yeah. I do have another another little band called Humor. We we specialise in blues as well. That's what I've done for the past seven or eight years until I've randomly released this KFC EP. <laughs> um, but on a personal note, I really enjoy Nordic folk. I always have. It's just me jam. Yeah, um, I, same. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like a lot of similar influences there, but <clears throat> I second that. Definitely. So, and all like songs that don't need instruments. I've always been really interested in a cappella music and how the voice can 
transcend all else and make you feel things that you don't know can be felt until you hear like harmony or until you hear the right reverb in the right place just like that's what I've tried to recreate on caves you know I want people to feel the music and yeah so that's anyway yeah I'm going on now a bit but no I influenced influenced mostly the wild and uh, the connections that the, the wild has to the music historically I love that and uh people really need to have a listen to it because it's so powerful and I remember first listening to it and you know sometimes when it's like might be someone that you know or they might have you know and you kind of want to it's difficult because you you want to be polite you think I might not like this but the minute I heard it I was like oh wow like she's really onto something here like it's it's so angelic it's so powerful though as well like it really I can understand why that guy came into the cave thinking it was an angel because it really (laughs) does it really 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 does sound like that and um yeah unreal and I I'm so looking forward to seeing what you've got coming up next like what you're going to be recording and so on oh yes I forgot to send you it actually I'll send you the sneak today (laughs) oh yeah that'd be brilliant thank you (laughs) you know what I was terrified to put this caves EP out it's the first thing I've thought oh my god like what if people just think I'm a complete nutter and don't like it and just don't listen to it and what will have been the point but the reception I've had like honestly it's been received so well a lot of people have said that um have messaged just saying oh my god like I didn't realize I needed to hear this or that yeah them on like a level and just like you I'm so glad that it's done that because that's what I wanted because that's what it does to me um when I sing it so yeah thank you for having us on and oh no it's so powerful it's just so emotional as well and uh yeah, honestly, I, I think sometimes the things that we're most terrified of, they're always like the biggest, you know, they are the things that everyone appreciates more. You know, the things that are the most vulnerable that we put out are yeah. sometimes the best received. So, yeah. yeah, it's truly, truly magical. And um, so, yeah, Shannon, on that on that note, where can we find you? So, um, Spotify. In a cave. <laughs> in a cave somewhere. <laughs> um no, yeah, I'm on all the streaming platforms you could ever imagine, because um, <laughs> I just went for it and put it on everything. So Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, uh, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, you name it, I'm all over. But my main account where I share things about music and about life is my Instagram. So that's that's the main thing that I use these days. Um, and I'm Shannon in the Wild underscore. If you wanna follow us and see what I'm doing and talk to us. Because I love meeting new people, especially through music and especially through shared vibes. So, yeah, it would be nice to chat to some like-minded people about it. And I think your photography on there alone is um, unreal. Like, there's some amazing places that I've seen on your posts, on your posts. Um, Yeah, really, really inspiring. Very, very inspiring. I'll put all those links on the show notes anyway, and I will... I'll hook up a link on there to Spotify so people can find you. Amazing. But I'm so grateful you came on. I'm so thankful. Thank you so much. And I'm just so excited to see what you've got, what you know, what you're going to be doing next. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, we're going to be thanking that massive waving cat. That's who we're thanking. <laughs> it's all the cats. Yeah, all praise to the waving cat for making <laughs> this happen. The most surreal experience ever. No, but thank no, you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shannon. Thanks ever so much. Well met, well met, my own true love. Well met, well met, cried he. I've just returned from the salt, salt sea. All for the love of thee. Well, I could have married. King's daughter there She would have married me But I have forsaken The king's daughter there All for the love of thee Well, if you could have married The king's daughter there You are the one to blame for I am married to a house.
carpenter, and I find him a nice young man. Oh, will you forsake your house, carpenter? Go along with me. I'll take you to where the grass grows green. On the banks of the salt, salt sea. Well, if I should forsake my house carpenter, go along with thee. What do you have to maintain me on and keep me from poverty? Six ships, six ships, all out on the sea. Seven more upon dry land. One hundred and ten brave sailormen will be at your command. So she picked up her own wee babe. Kisses she gave him three. She said, "Stay here with my house carpenter and keep him good company." They'd not been gone about two weeks. I know it wasn't three, for our family. Began to weep. She wept most bitterly. She wept most bitterly. She wept most bitterly. Let's talk all about music magic, one for the music witches, and yes, that is a thing. We often bring up on the show music. It plays a big part for me in my craft. I think it was Nigel Lightfoot's book, Good Juju, that really brought up music within my craft for me and how to incorporate it more. Music has always played a big part in my life. My dad's a semi-professional trumpet player. My mum is an ex-samba band member. And my brother is a music producer and DJ. And props to my little brother. He helps me produce the show. So does all the sound production. So thanks, bruv. And my only contribution to the family's musical achievements was I played the violin for about five minutes as a kid and I love singing but I guess music has just held such a power for me it's absolutely something I use to like regulate my mental state you are after all what you consume in all respects from food to drink to content and I believe music can really help support lift our mood or even dampen it We may not view music as particularly magical in our current day and age, but once it was seen as the highest form of magic, people would sing or play an instrument in order to honour the gods or tell a mythological story. In medieval England and Ireland, a bard was a poet who would weave magical tales with his music. They would often play an instrument such as the harp and sing tales of even more ancient times. And the musicians and bards would ultimately keep the knowledge of the people alive and retold. If we look back to ancient times, drums and other instruments were used to invoke trance-like states, celebrate holy days or announce the beginning of a battle. Those who sang, played instruments or danced were seen as spiritually gifted individuals. You might wish to incorporate music into your rituals and utilise its energy. So if you are carrying out any perhaps trance work, shamanic drumming is brilliant to use. I regularly use this within my meditation and visualisation practices. It really helps me to focus, but it has a big impact on your brain waves. I also like to use the sounds of thunderstorms. This can really help to ground you. I know it's not music, but it is the magic of sound. 
And it is said that if you crave the sound of thunder, that this can be tied to needing to connect to or work on your root chakra. I also use classical music when I'm writing because it has no lyrics. It helps with my focus and creativity. I guess it's poignant, but whenever I'm writing, I like to listen to Peter Gundry's White Witch album. It's fitting, but there's something about it that takes me to another time and place. And you may find this is the kind of music that you want to bring into your rituals or your spell work. It certainly sets the tone. I have even been known to use like Mozart's Requiem Lacrimosa, like one of my favourites because it is such a powerful piece of music. You may find modern day music that you wish to incorporate into your rituals or practice or even more traditional music such as Celtic flutes, Gregorian chants, even harp music. As a sea witch, like some of the really old sea shanties really inspire me too. I feel they hold a lot of power and often warnings and stories. Every culture and civilization in the world today creates magic. Scientists study music's effects on our cultures and brains to understand human evolution itself. And studies show that music soothes our nerves, reduces tension, Singing as a group builds bonds between people. It gives us insight too into prehistoric cultures, beliefs, languages, development and ancient migratory paths. Music enchants us in many ways. The only thing you really can do is try music within your rituals and see how it feels. So Music has particularly come up on my radar recently as I woke up from two dreams where songs were playing out in my dreams. The first song was Shake It Off by Florence and the Machine. And in my dream, me and my cousin Matt were dancing at a banquet. And yeah, I woke up and had that song in my head all day, analyzed the lyrics, and it had such a relevance to what was happening in my life at that time. I also had the song Breakout by Swing Out Sister a couple of nights later in my dream, which if you know that song, it's from the 80s. So there's no way it would have been on my radar of late. I definitely think we receive messages from perhaps our angels, our guides, our deities, maybe even our ancestors, or just our subconscious in the forms of music and the lyrics. So if you do have a song on repeat in your head, sometimes it's kind of worth looking at what the lyrics are and where that could have come from, especially if they come up in dreams. So casting spells is something we can also do using music and could be particularly powerful if you sing or play an instrument. However, you don't have to have a musical talent to do it either. I feel like sound in casting can be so powerful. So for an example, chanting is something I love to do within my craft. It raises the energy so high. I feel it makes your words and spell much more powerful because of the strength, like the confidence and height of the energy. So I chant until I can't say it any faster and I often find the air feels static using these chants. Chanting overall is said to help focus and subdue the conscious mind and let the subconscious mind open up, revealing hidden thoughts and powers. And it also aids in absorbing new ideas. So you might want to craft your own spell and find a piece of music that you can chant or sing the words over. You may find this invokes a completely different form of energy, and I second that. It certainly stirs up a lot for me. I'm not a witch that feels the need to forever be casting spells. I tend to save that for the big stuff, the odd fall on new moon, purely because I guess I am more of a researcher when it comes to the craft. I have a longing to read and learn everything. And I say that not to brag about my practice, but to reassure some as I feel like sometimes we feel as though to be a witch, we must be constantly casting and prepping for some major ritual. But for me, spell work takes so much concentrated energy. I like to leave it for the big things and let my day-to-day 
like rituals and when I say rituals, you know, like connection with my deities and my little actions manifest the rest. So lastly, we discussed on the Aphrodite podcast that you might want to create a playlist for your deity that you work with. So music that you feel they would like and sets the tone for their presence, but it also might get you thinking and visualizing exactly how you see them. I know when it comes to the Morrigan, I've got a playlist and it includes a lot of like Chelsea Wolfe's Apocalypsis album. There's like Mozart's Requiem on there. It's all quite dark and gothic, but the Aphrodite playlist was at the totally opposite end of the spectrum. So it really gives you insight into how you see them. You also might want to do this for the Sabbath. So I set individual playlists for each different Sabbath and I look back and it kind of brings back certain memories of how I celebrated them, but it certainly reflects the seasons as well. And also ancestral magic, like music is so great for that because at Example, at Samhain, I played a lot of really beautiful Louis Armstrong music and it got me like seeing my granddad drinking whiskey out of a tumbler, like with his records on. He loved jazz. He loved Louis Armstrong. And it just got me thinking and visualizing and feeling more connected to him at Samhain. I hope this might have given you some food for thought as to how you could incorporate music into your craft. And as ever, I'd love to hear from you if this is something that you start to do or if you already do, let me know what you do do. My email address is carly at thewhitewitchcompany.co.uk. You can find me over on Instagram at thewhitewitchcompany and on Facebook, The White Witch Company. Don't forget over on Facebook, we have the Literary Witches Coven, our book club. We also have the Green Witches Coven, which has just started, but I'm sure we'll be buzzing with everybody growing things once spring hits. Great group of witches on both. So come over and join us. Thank you so much for listening and for the reviews. I I'm overwhelmed. There's been such an influx recently and I'm very grateful. If there's one way that I could ask you to support the show, it would be to leave a review. If you feel the call to, I would be very grateful. And if you have left me a review, thank you so much. You've made this witch very happy. So without further ado, I'm going to stop waffling, but I will catch up with you all soon. Lots of witchy love. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.